You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door. You get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Sideline Talk. I am the humble beast, unashamed herd. What up, what up? What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Alan Shane, the place to be. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Feeling good, feeling great. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? Yes, sir. Classic. You don't remember that? With Outcast? Yeah. I just said it. Feeling good, feeling great. Feeling great. Wow. How are you? Yo, that's a dope That was like mad in 2004. Probably somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. I think I went undefeated that year. I don't think nobody beat me. Oh, I just feel like, you know, when it comes to that type of stuff, my resume is pretty good, especially when it comes to like the 2K. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My resume pretty good when it comes to the two K and all that. <laughs> Yo, we got quite a bit to talk about um, on today's show. We're going to discuss the moves um, over the weekend that the Baltimore Ravens have made. Um, OTA started today, of course. We you know we, we might touch on that a little bit. Um, also, NBA playoffs. Um, Monday, last Monday we talked about teams going to dominate, and so far it should be over tonight, but we'll see. Um, yeah, anything. Yep, anything can happen. So we'll, we'll discuss that also. Um, what else are we going to discuss? Uh, I think we come. Oh, Deontay Wilder. Did what he's supposed to do. Let's do that right now. Just real quick. It's going to take a few, nothing, but it's going to be quick as the fight was. Huff and the, and the puff. Huh? What was the huff and the puff about? Oh, the huff and the puff? Yeah. Well, on, on, on the whole build-up? No. He just... Oh, he huffing and puffing. Yeah. Oh, well, because, you know, the fact... We're going to talk about it longer than the fight was. So I'm going to try to end it now. That's how fast the fight was. Yeah. The, the build-up to the fight was... Was everything I like the, it was, it was the way they was just running their mouth Talking about yeah I want a body This and that on my resume Boom 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 um, And then Deontay Showed Dominique Brazil that Look man You a quarterback You a division 2 quarterback Remember that And then that's That's pretty much the fight was on Yeah He was a quarterback in Northern Colorado Something like that One of them schools Yeah But he put him to sleep. It was over. Why is um, he boxing? Huh? Why is he boxing? 
Well, he, he, well, I'm sorry. Let me not take that. Let me not take that. Twenty. Let me not say that because you could change your, your profession. You yeah. have every right to do so. That was the second challenge. That was the second. Yeah, he lost to the, the two, two to three biggest heavyweights in the world. Anthony Joshua. That, that should have been my question. What was that fight about? Then? Oh well, it's just something for um, Waters to do because he didn't want to make the Joshua fight. Um, Pretty much. He didn't want to make the Joshua fight, and they couldn't come to terms with the, the Fury fight. So he took Brazil. Yeah, pretty much because nobody else was up Yeah. There. Big Baby Miller tried wanted to fight Anthony Joshua. Um, found out Big Baby was taking um, some performance ass and drugs, so it was like, that fight got canceled. Well, he got pulled out. Joshua was knocked out some bum next month. And then back to square one. Look, can we get this fight going? The funny thing about that, that Joshua fight is, he tried to deny it, but nigga, you failed three drug tests. Yeah. So what you, like, what you doing, <laughs> big baby? Like, all right, whatever. He gave you three times. They gave you three tries. You failed all three times. It's crazy, crazy. But yeah, we covered um, Deontay Wilder. Too much. Yeah. Good job. Oh, Shout out to Gary, Gary Russell, Russell Jr. Jr. Yeah. Man, facts. I've seen worse cuts than that, but yeah, he cut that nigga over. I think I think it was a combination of things. I don't think the cut, I think the doctor gave him an out was like, yeah, this cut is bad. But the doctor really was watching the fight like, man, he getting hit. What? Because we didn't see him with an eye hanging out. Right. Last at least three more rounds before they. Yeah, the doctor's like, man, he getting killed in here. Gary hitting him anytime, anywhere he want. Right. His hands too fast. He's strong. No, nah, this fight over. He can't go. Say that man. Say that man some stitches. That's all it was. Right. Appreciate Doc for that. Only thing about his heart, he never gave up. He kept going forward. He kept getting smacked, but he kept going. That's forward. what he do. <laughs> so, That's what he do. You know, good fight in the end. He called out two fighters. Well, so, yeah, yeah. Who, what was it? Leo Santa Cruz. He's been calling out for years. Yeah. And what was the second one? Javante Tank Davis. Cool. Hmm. Um, let's see if Leo steps. If if Leo steps up, Leo Santa Cruz, if he actually make the fight, he gonna he said he gonna stay at one twenty six, and fight Santa Cruz. If not, he said it might be it's time to move up to fight at one thirty. And all right, Tank, what's up? I've I've seen both guys in person. I shook hands, had a conversation with both guys at different times. Like when we seen Tank, he was in camp, so he was in that one thirty side. You know what I mean? And it's like his framework was small, right? Then we seen Gary Russell, like, in his walk-around weight. Mm-hmm. Like he walked around like 130, 135. These two small guys, yo. It's, <laughs> it's, it's weird to see him in the ring and just be putting people down like they giants. Yeah, sure. But damn, these guys are small. Mm-hmm. They cool, you know. Gary Russell, even when I seen him, he was just talking like, look. I, I greet him like, man, you the most fed man in boxing. And we just had a whole conversation about it, and it's it's weird that he might be the only WBC champion that defends his title once a year because nobody want to get in the ring with him. Mm-hmm. And the only loss on his resume, some would say, is the if not, he's probably the second best pound for pound fighter, Lomachenko. Right, <laughs> that's the only loss. And if you go back and watch it, that was a good ass fight. Very good fight. Mm. Yeah, so. Yeah, they had a Charlo interview. Oh, yeah, then Charlo running his, you know, doing what he did. He, oh, that was swift. Yeah. Yeah. 
But whatever. That's too much boxing. Um, let's get to, yeah. That's too much. Let's get. We can cover that later when they make them fights happen. Let's get to it, Al. Al. Oh, we we going straight to the Laker talk. That's the hot topic of the day. The Laker talk is the hottest topic. It's been a hot topic all year because of um, the rival LeBron. Let's be honest. You know, and then it's just the Lakers. Everybody loves, either you love or hate the Lakers. That's just how it is when it comes to basketball. So they're always going to be like number one in like the media circles. But today, the greatest Laker of all time, arguably the greatest Laker of all time. I wouldn't argue with but someone. Right. Came out and spilled it all as to why he abruptly stepped down from his president's of basketball operations position. Um, what two months? Was it two months ago? A month ago? Two months. Two months ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What's your thoughts on the uh, Magic Johnson uh, interview on first take earlier? Um, I said pretty much what he said at the second when he he uh, stepped down. Um, Jamie Buss got too many hands in the pot. I've said that. When uh, Jim Bus was running it, it's too many people running it. When you're in alliance with everyone, mm-hmm. you're not in an alliance at all. There's too many people telling you what to do, being pulled in too many different directions, too many chefs in a pot. If you hire Magic Johnson to be president of basketball operations, then let him be president of basketball operations. There's no need to clear his job with Rob or to have Rob. Clear Rob's job with Magic, like. Well, Rob claims his job with Magic makes sense because Magic ranks higher than Rob, in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if but you hire someone to be a GM, let them then be the be GM. GM. I get what you're saying. Yeah, if I, you hire I agree. Someone to be the president of basketball operations, let them do right. that. But you got to bring in outside sources and listen to too many yeah. people before you go to him with that information. Right. You have no idea what to do as an owner. Right. And that's. Been our issue with Jim, with Jim with uh, Cupcheck as a GM, and then Jim with no Jim wasn't there. Jim was gone. Genie with Magic as the G, uh, president of basketball operations. Hmm. And again, it's it's a family business, and you could tell for him to say he did everything in his power not to say that the family needed to sell that business. <laughs> He did everything in his power not to say it just because, yeah. you no, know, Dr. Bus pretty much gave him the biggest, you know, superstar deal, right? At, especially in the 80s, right? At, at that time, so he got, you know, he's tugged in two different directions. The best thing for the Lakers to do would be to sell a business, and if yeah, that, that we can get to it, that or change her, um, the way she, you know, go about things. You know, but I guess that's easier said than done because she's such that's her personality. Yeah, I mean I if guess. that's just what they, they do and then you got the other brothers yeah. that's But the other brothers saying well, from what I heard from Magic and then like other reports always said um was it Jerry not Jerry, yeah, Joey and uh Jesse Bus, yeah. they thought they should have bigger roles. You know, and they, they don't get those roles for some odd reason. So it's just weird that like like but it's a family it's business, but it's it, it seems dysfunctional. It's like damn, y'all dysfunctional family. <laughs> yeah, like 
it's, it's weird. They say Jeannie won't listen to Jim when Jim was, you know, running everything. So why would she listen to Jesse and yeah. Joey? I understand. The little part of the interview that I got from it is that uh, Jenny, she ain't checked none of that stuff. If you hired him knowing that he wasn't going to be there full time, then as soon as, as what was his name? Rob. Rob Palenka. Tell him, shut the fuck up. Exactly. That should have minimized a lot of that. Exactly. You got that outside in, like, bro, sometimes that Massey, Mag- Magic was back in the day, Magic, when he was still hitting shit raw. He probably would have checked from right then and there. But since he's nice guy, he got the movie theaters, he got L.A., a little bit in his back pocket, he's just some chill mode. That's the reason yeah. that Magic wouldn't be president of basketball operations. I'm not wouldn't be, but wouldn't take that role on full-time, quote-unquote. He has his hands in so many different businesses. His Starbucks, his movie theater, his, you know, his ownership group with the right. Dodgers, his ownership group with the Sparks. Like, right. that's two mm-hmm. teams right there that's mm-hmm. favorite to win, if not win, but go to championship right. games in their, their leagues. To try to rebuild the Lakers, he kind of don't have that yeah. that full-time availability. And that's what I thought was, was the first error on her part. Like when Magic come out and say, um, he started from the beginning, he, he sat down and told Jenny, hey, like you said, I'm going to be, you know, I set the role, but I'm going to be in and out. Like, I make too much money doing with other businesses. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, and then, as I told, I mentioned months ago and then so on, um, how they adamantly said when it comes down to basketball decisions, Magic is making the decisions. Period. That's that was the rule, and then like throughout the season, like damn, well, a few years we're looking like all right, what, why this, why this, why that, you know, we praising certain moves that he making, and then it's like okay, um, why these type of players? Why you know why send everybody that type? You know, for Anthony Davis, all that stuff you question. It was like damn, why why magic is allowing this to happen? But then it makes you think like. Did he really have power to begin with? Because if I got to go talk, well, obviously you want to talk to the owner, but if I got to have a whole roundtable discussion with everybody and you told me I have the I have the say so in all basketball, then that's, that's, you know, you messed up from the jump. Well, it's going through too many challenges. Yeah, that's. that's, And now as the owner, you're like, well, is that really the best move? Because so-and-so said, and then he said, and then it's just too many Right. Now, I, I appreciate it going through some channels. Like, since Magic, y'all have uh, Genie and Magic has an understanding that he ain't going to be in the building all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, he should have in place a couple guys as the scouting and analytics, analytics, you know, whatever, whatever, that he trusts, that he, you know, that's his guys to say, all right, so this, we should do this here, we should do that here. And then he oversees it. Look at it and see if it sits well with him and if it's best for the team, and then he made that decision. You know what I mean? That those few channels make sense, right. but if he gotta go through the businessman and the GM and the assistant GM, and the owner and her brothers and like that, wait, what the heck? What are we doing? Gotta, and then, 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 then uh, what's her name? Linda Rambis. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Rambis. Like, what you doing? Like, this is weird. I That's mean, they, they Bill and, and Rambis out of New uh, New York before because. Of the decisions they were making. Yeah. You don't have Phil, and you won't allow Phil to come back as a coach. 
pretty much made that decision. Yeah. But you let Ramwich come back after you've already ran him out of town, and then he got ran from New York to go back mm-hmm. to LA. Like it just don't make sense to really put that type of power or onus on Linda and uh, Kurt. Yeah, that's just, that's it's funny though because um the the most eye opening thing I got from the Magic um, interview today was when he's talking about um, what was the final decision and how he said he wanted to fire Luke. And she was like, nah, let's just think about it. And then she came back around at the next day, whatever, and was saying, all right, you can fire her. And then the third, the third day, she was like, you know what? Um, let's think about it. And then she brings in some random dude that's on the business side of the league. It's not basketball. Bring him in. And then Magic says, you know what? I'm going to step down. And then... They fire Luke. The weirdest thing is, everyone knows who watches, follows the basketball offseason. No. When a new president of basketball comes in, or even in, in, in NFL, when a new GM comes in, what's the first thing that the GM want? Their own coach. Their own coach, the Rockwood. And that's, that's just, that's the basic fundamentals of the job. So he gave Luke a shot. All right, cool. Yeah, but uh, that's not my guy. This is what he do well. This is what he don't do well. Need a new coach. Boom. You didn't allow Magic to fire Luke. But after he quit, you fire Luke. Hmm. So Magic couldn't pick his own coach. That's what I got from it. Hmm. Then it, 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 my, how my memory works, went back to the Ty Lue situation. Ty Lue, a championship coach. Championship winning coach Successful coach Got all the tutelage Under Phil Under Doc Whoever Right He couldn't pick his own staff Hmm you, 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 you get what I'm saying? Like it's, it's weird That's weird Now I get it I, I get it You want to you, 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 you might want to Request a certain guy like We think he'll be cool Alright You know what I ain't got a problem Alright we can do that But when you want to pick my I ain't got to say something With my staff Right Nah and, that, and That's crazy the, the coach that we just hired Frank Vogel He's a good coach He's a great coach he, He's, a, I got he's no an issue with excellent him coach. coach The only issue I have Is you make him Have to bring on Jason Kidd Like why don't you just hire Jason Kidd or Jason right. Kidd asked him how to well, coach staff? Right. Now, and the only reason I don't I think that's a little little wild is because, you know, Jason Kidd wants to be a head coach in this league again. Um, but at the same time, if he not getting offers from nobody, because it's not like people was wait was no rumors that Jason Kidd was interviewed with such and such team. Right. We didn't get a, we didn't get a rumor that he was in, uh interviewed at Cal. His alma mater. You know what I mean? So it could just be like he got some type of black cloud over his name. But to have him on the staff, period, is a plus in my eyes because he's just a great basketball mind. And then who's who like LeBron is amazing. In my eyes, I don't know if y'all see it yet. Lonzo Ball is a flat out 
amazing player just that everybody is sleeping on. He's a, like his. No he's amazing on the court. My issue with Lonzo Ball is not being on the court. Yeah, his <laughs> training. I get what you're saying. I get it. But LeBron, LeBron take him on his wing, and then you bring in Jason Kidd. Like Jason Kidd had success in Milwaukee. He had success with the Nets. Both Dallas runs. Was Both successful. well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, well, I'm talking about from the coaching standpoint. Oh, okay. Well, even you could say Dallas because like he he was on the court, but he was like the 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 second court coach on the court. You know what I mean? He was the coach on the court. So and he beat LeBron. <laughs> so you got that that leadership in the, uh, on the team. I'm like I don't mind it, especially when I expect them to win. Like winning gonna cure all that. He gonna take your job stuff. You know what I mean? Of course they gonna. It's gonna be rumors anyway because it's L.A. You can make up stories anyway because it's L.A. That's just how it is. But as long as they balling and winning, I ain't tripping. I just thought the Magic interview was really eye popping. Healthy. Yeah, healthy. healthy. Yeah. And again, from it's pretty much just what I've been piecing together, just watching L.A. closely. It's just there's too many shots in the in the, yeah. in the kitchen. You got, you got, you got close the door. It's yeah. almost like a bad relationship that's turning bad. You listen to say, your, the side chicks, the, the single homegirls, or you listen to your homeboys, stuff like that. You bring all that negativity back home, and you try to make a decision. Right. Everybody fighting, and then when it comes down to it, fuck this, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's, that's what it's saying. Right, when actually, you don't need that chick, you don't need them, you need them. It's between you and you right. in this room, and y'all taking your business. Right. Let it go. Right, that's very <laughs> stupid. <laughs> hey, before we move on to the NBA playoffs, I want to ask this, uh, get it out the way. The Lakers have the fourth pick in the draft, mm-hmm. right? What should the Lakers do with the pick? I would trade for Anthony Davis. You would trade it? If. His big if. We're not, they're not asking us to trade away all of the future. Well, well. <laughs> hey, we're not getting asked to trade away all of the future. This nigga heard of Anthony Davis. All right, with I respect that. I, I respect that a lot. What do you think, John? What should you do with the fourth pick? Just period. What do they should do with it? Just, just look at the whole, look at the whole situation. If I'm, if you were thinking of LeBron's best interest while the time he's there, you would trade the pick to try to make the team better. No matter how you would look at it, uh-huh. you go get whatever free agency you want, uh-huh. whatever pick you want. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, here's my issue with the Anthony Davis thing. It don't have to be Anthony, Anthony Davis. Is a hell of a talent. But I would have the same issue with Anthony Davis that I had with Lonzo Ball. Uh, your I can't go that far. If your talent is not on the court healthy, then I can't use only, it. Only reason, only reason that's kind of like iffy to me, because I really believe a lot of those years they was tanking. A lot of years they <laughs> Just, were tanking. You go sit out, AD, like, what the fuck? And again, when yeah. it does care off. But right. again, if this nigga is durable as a wet paper bag, then. Yeah. What are you really right. trading away, and what is it really worth to have somebody to be missing and all, or only playing sixty right. games a year? I don't know if you know if you've seen um, the Lakers brought back um, one of their top trainers. Like after Gary V D left, okay. the, I forgot the the, um, the lady Mary. I can't remember her last name, but she left. 
too. Like before the Lonzo Ball regime, you know, era. Mm-hmm. So it could be interesting, like how the trainers work, how everybody, all these injuries out of nowhere, because, like, you don't want to use an excuse, but injuries like literally killed the season. Literally, like the LeBron injury hurt a lot, but in my eyes, when they lost Ball, it was over. Because when Ball is on the court, they are a totally different team. Totally different. The ball is moving. Yo, they're the exciting. It's just Especially like, with, oh, with, Ingram, like yo, they can yes. play every position for it's, it's crazy. <laughs> what I think the Lakers should do with the fourth pick, if I'm Rob Palenka, I will not make a phone call to David Griffin in, in New Orleans. I won't do it. I will have him call me. If he don't call, whatever. I ain't tripping. I think the Lakers' focus should be, one, obviously getting healthy. You got three extremely good players. Four, I mean, three extremely good. Josh Hart is is pretty good in my eyes. But Ingram, Paul, Kuzma are extremely good players. Who got to play with LeBron? Who went through the biggest media nonsense, and they had an injury plague year. But throughout that season, they show like these boys can really hoop. My focus would be with the fourth pick. I'm I'm drafting DeAndre Hunter. I'm getting DeAndre Hunter from Virginia, six nine, who has that 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 game where he's a true three and D player. But in the right situation, he could be so much more. But with this Lakers squad, he'll be hit the three, play defense. And him being, what, 6'9", and can move, got the one, two, three, and four. You got him that can shoot and play defense. You got Ball that can play defense. Um, I'm not worried about his shot because he improves as a shooter. Ingram can shoot, and we've seen him play defense. Kuzma can play defense. You know what LeBron at this age he really can't, but he pick his spots. Right. So you know what I mean. You you right got that. The six nine defender. Exactly. I would go with DeAndre Hunter. Although I do love Cam Reddish, but I would go with DeAndre Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. But in free agency, my whole mindset is Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers. That's it. That's I, I gotta get to meet with Kawhi. That's my get AD. I ain't worried about you. Whatever he do, that's what he do. I ain't, I ain't even gonna go down that circus no more. We spent, we killed our whole season going down that circus. We, again, we can't bet against ourselves either, right? Or bet against ourselves. Like, who else is really right? That's what I'm saying. Play. Make him, make him, make them come see us. Right. No, I'm gonna get Kawhi. <laughs> My focus, a Kawhi. Get LeBron in the room with Rob and Frank and Magic. Say he go in the room. Put Magic in there too. Whatever. Get, get, the whole focus is Kawhi. Right. Once you land him, then you bring back Brooke Lopez. Who I said y'all niggas messed up from the jump by letting him go. Especially when you can bring LeBron. Bring bring in a bid that can shoot and stretch the floor. I thought that was um, no, that was last year. It was no. I thought the 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 pick that we got was supposed to replace Brooke. Mo something. Mo Wagner. Oh yeah, Mo Wagner. Yes. Damn, I forget about Mo. Mo nice. No, I wouldn't touch Brooke. Well, I would because he's a veteran. He's a vet. 
Mo was balling too. Mo was balling. Mo Mo was balling too. That's Brooke. Yeah, Mo was balling too. But I keep Mo as a because he he'll be another energy guy, and then a piece off the bench that's with some size and can shoot. But I would then wait if I can get Kawhi and DeAndre Hunter, and then I'm going to all right. I need a big that can stretch the floor and shoot, and I need another mid level guy off the bench that can stretch and shoot, and then I'm running. That year, and I'm trying to do something special. That year, if it don't work, it don't work. And then, like, all right, we we back in back to 2020. And hey, AD's a free agent. <laughs> and then what? You want to come to LA? Still cool. That would be my thought process. But the dysfunctional Lakers, we know how it's gonna go. I'm I'm selling to, to Kemba as well. I'm sorry. Nope, I can't do it. I can. I could. I could. Nope. I can't do it. Because if Lorenzo Ball goes nope. down, pause. That's not a season nope. if we got a, a starting nope. point guard. <laughs> that's why I ain't tripping. Because I, my whole focus would be, all right. I I would go with Josh. Ball, it, you have Lorenzo mm-mm. on the second team. That ball is going to move, and they're going to get easy buckets. See, anyway. but <laughs> but either way, like even if you don't run at Kimba, I'm good. Because as long as I got guys that can defend and shoot. I could switch in size. I could switch it. And when the ball is off the court, all right, LeBron, you're strictly the point guard. Anyway. That's what I'm trying to get away from. But he makes such great decisions. He does. That's like, why I, get away I from it? I want him to make our whole team 3 and D like he does with everywhere. <laughs> well, I, I get what you're saying. But that's... Lawrence, that's, 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 that's not that's, you anymore. Get but that's how, you, that's how you, you play. Get but in that's, the pose to preserve your legs. But you, you know what's the weirdest thing about LeBron? Just like looking back on it, how I even said like this year is like a down year for LeBron. You say he gets fatigued, this and that. Yo, he still gets buckets easy. Like it, like it don't look as forced like when he was younger. You know, when he was younger, it's like he just gonna bully his way into the lane because he knows he has a better shot now. Right now, it's just like it's his game is such as a smooth pace, and he getting a bucket. Yeah, but. That's enough Lakers talk. That's that's more than enough Lakers talk for the week. Play-off. Proud of you, John. You good. You pretty good, man. You went. You, you all right, man. You held on pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> now speaking of bully ball, um, the guy to my left believes Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in basketball. For his last name because I wasn't even attempting. Oh no, I, I learned that. I learned that right away when he first got in the league. I took that. Giannis I took that as a challenge. Like, I'm gonna learn your name. And nigga named Giannis to me. Right, My but player, that's nigga named Giannis. I Giannis in the flag. That's, that's how I spell it on Facebook. Giannis in the flag. <laughs> Giannis in the Greece flag. Giannis, yeah, him. <laughs> Understand? <laughs> I told I told my brother, like, because he a big Giannis fan too. I'm like, Giannis and Joel Embiid, I have a love-hate relationship watching them play basketball. I love it, and I hate them at the same time. I love when, I love the fact that Giannis gets you 30 points in the paint. I don't love the fact that Giannis can't shoot. And he don't have a one dribble pull up, two dribble pull ups, three dribbles. Like it's like I love the fact that Giannis can handle the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't love the fact 
that I hate the fact that he can't put it on the floor and get to his shot. Transition to something else. Open himself up. I, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he's a set shooting three point shooter. Like he hits him now. Like top of the key, straight on. That's probably his his hottest spot. From them wings and then the 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 the, the side. Nah. You think the side would be the easiest? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's not it's just I, I hate that. Cause like all right, he's still super young. But he's six years in the league. And you would think by now. And you spend the all right, it's to Kobe's credit, he spent the year last year working with, well, this summer working with Kobe. And more like he's gonna be MVP. So that that's a big improvement in his mentality, whatever, whatever. But the rest of his game Gotta catch up. Like I love the fact that he gets in the lane and he gonna get a bucket. I hate the fact that his long three step euro. Mm-hmm. Notice I said three step euro. I hate that. I hate the fact when he get in the lane and he try to finesse yeah. and throw the ball up all crazy. I love the fact when he go in the lane and he attack. You said get off me. Yeah. Like Giannis knows he's a big man. His whole game will make him great. He's the center. He knows that. But his frame and his size is like you know what. I should be a guard, but you got to develop the guard skills. You ain't got them. Like, I hate that. And on MB's part, he could be the best in the league. But you want to settle and shoot threes. You want to be the guard. Like, yo. Yeah, like, I hate in the flop. Like, oh. Right. Why you flopping? Right. I hate that. The one thing I hate is when you're guarding at me, why you falling for slow shit? The slowest pump fake in the world. And he, he going to miss it. Three, shut it the Let him shoot it three. He going to miss it. Let him shoot it. Right. Let him shoot it. Right. Like, Giannis don't even have the floater. It's like, if I like if I can't get to the rim or get within five feet, I'm stuck. I hate that about this game. The reason I bring it up first is because they up 2-0. They go to Toronto yesterday. And... Nick Nurse make the smartest adjustment. I'm wondering, like, I guess he did it this game because he wanted to preserve Kawhi the first two games. Put Kawhi on Giannis. That's a matchup I've wanted to see the whole series. Put Kawhi on Giannis. When Kawhi guarded Giannis, he was one for nine. Giannis is about seven feet. His wingspan put him, like, damn to eight feet tall. Kawhi, six, seven, six, eight. And... The best def- on the ball defender in our league. He takes the MVP, go one for nine. On the flip side, Kawhi go off. He had 36 for the game and they get the W. I just hate the fact that the MVP of the league, like, granted, he deserves it. He deserves it. But his game is so flawed. I hate it. Like, maybe because I was, maybe because I grew up in the Jordan era, I'm used to the MVP. Game being more complete, even when Jordan didn't win, David Robinson had had a complete game for a center. Like Carl Malone had a complete game for a power forward. You know what I mean? Like Giannis does not have a complete game, and it it makes me mad, yo. It's like damn. It's like yo, you should be so much better. This criticism is fair. You yeah. It's fair. I mean, I'm being honest. I mean, I don't agree with it, but it's fair. Like, yo, like, I don't think Giannis has, like, his game ain't complete. Like, he's a, he should be. Like, he should have a complete game. 
understand. Yeah, it, it ain't there yet. Complete game, and it's not dead. I'm talking about the MVPs when they was, you know. Well, no, when like come, come, Malone couldn't do. I've always said that David Robinson was one of the most skilled big men. Yes, I've ever seen. like yeah, like nah. David Robinson can give you seventy one. For multiple flops on the And court. he had, what was it? How you say it? Not quadruple, quintuple? quintuple? No, quadruple double. No, he had a quintuple. He had uh, in five categories. Blocks. Oh, quadruple double. Blocks, rebounds, points. Blocks, rebounds, points. And assists. Assist. Quadruple double. Yeah. See, I'm, see, I'm playing video games. <laughs> I went five <laughs> categories. <laughs> I told you I was a 2K king. Making some jokes. <laughs> But no, that that, that so, I mean that was that was on full display yesterday. I in my eyes. That, like I was telling somebody like he don't have the mid range game. What you know he don't have a mid range game and he can still get to the cup and give you twenty five. Or there's only two people in the league that average more points than him per game. Yeah. With him not having that in his arsenal. And he's twenty four and he's gonna work more and more right. at getting that. Right, that's that's just that's a scary thing and a good thing, because he can still get so much better. Like he's technically not even in his prime yet, right. and that's was was really good about him. And but it's if just he like score, he can still impact the game by rebound. Yes, he's seven feet tall and he can move. He can still, right, he can still impact the game. <laughs> like a, like an eight and a half foot wingspan It's crazy. <laughs> like like Stretch Armstrong out there. I'm not saying that with with uh, Kawhi about keeping him away from getting to the cup. The, the dope thing about Scottie Pippen and Kawhi Leonard when they on defense, their wingspan pretty much covers the whole entire lane. They're not getting around yeah. that. When they, they, no see, they play the angles well, good foot speed. You're not passing around. It. Strong. It's hard to pass around. Super strong. It's hard to drive through or drive around because by the time you move, quick they're hands. quick at reacting. Quick and hands. they got a long-ass wingspan. So, yeah. Kawhi on Giannis to keeping them from getting to the cup. Yeah, it worked one game. Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, but like I mean, it's, it's the conference finals. It ain't even supposed to be a sweep. Right, I, I still expect Milwaukee to win because their other other guys are more consistent than Toronto's. You know what I mean? They all had they all the other guys had a bad game. Giannis had a bad game scoring wise. He still had twenty three rebounds. Like, like he's that big man. Like he had twenty three, huh? Twenty four, seven assists. Oh, see. <laughs> but Middleton was inconsistent. Blesso had a bad game. Murray had a bad game. Um, Lopez was there, even though like the game before game two, Lopez was everything for them. Um, and they went to double overtime and lost. So I still expect Milwaukee to win the series. It's just like that game showed should have showed the world. Like all right. Let's ease the brakes a little bit on saying Giannis the best player in the league. Now you want to say impact the game with multiple ways, though. Yeah, I get that. I, I get it, but at the same, can only get but, to the cup, and he impacted the game multiple different ways. Everybody was screaming he was the best player in the league. I ain't gonna say everybody. Yeah, I ain't gonna say everybody. <laughs> The, the reason you couldn't pass that mantle to LeBron is because he didn't win and it didn't work when it mattered then. And Kobe was still Kobe. And then once that, once Kobe started to come on down, LeBron was like, all right, yeah, it's LeBron's league. <laughs> so, like, I think it'd be, it, it'd be. It'd still impact the game multiple ways. That's why I still consider him the best. Right. Well, I see, and I disagree. 
I still think somebody can impact the game. Other people uh, in the league impact the game multiple ways that I put in front of Giannis. Still, you multiple people. Yeah, like if I had to rank the top five players in the league right now, Giannis is not. Giannis is six. Number one, I go Kevin Durant. He he affect the game in every single way. Number two, I go LeBron James. Every single way. Number three, Steph Curry. He he, Steph Curry. You can't like you. Steph Curry is the game. Steph Curry is the game now. Like uh, the league, the league we in now. And B wouldn't shoot no fucking three. <laughs> Like four, not one argument against Steph Curry. Right, I don't think so. The the fourth the fourth player in the league to me is Kawhi Leonard. He impacted the game in every single way. And the fifth player in the league to me is Anthony Davis. He's the fifth best player. He better than Giannis. Me. He can shoot. He can defend. He can score all three levels. Actually, all five spots of the floor. He can shoot from three. He can get to the free throw line well. He's shooting the post. Um, he scores in mid range. He blocks shots. He rebounds. He assists. Like, the funny thing, though, he does everything. <laughs> when, I, when this season started, Anthony Davis was my number two. I thought yeah, it makes sense. Was number one. Anthony Davis yeah. was number two. Kevin Durant number three. I get it. I get it. And then you just see right Giannis step up. I'm like, yo, he's still impacting the right. game, and you know where he's about to get his buckets from. Right. You know where he's getting his buckets from. You still can't get. Yeah, that like that's what I'm saying. He's six, but he's like he gonna be. He gonna be the best player in the league in the very near future. That's without question. But it's like all right, unless somebody like it. unless somebody like Towns just go nuts because Towns he ain't got the the heart. But Towns is yeah, Towns got the skill set. It's like yo, he, he could be, be out the, out this world. You're right. Well, not the physicality. Right, and then he's still he's super, still super young, still super young. Yeah, hell no, Towns, twenty five. Ow, you forgot this? We in an era of one and dones. He was, <laughs> he was one and done at Kentucky. Like yo, right, like twenty one, twenty two. What are we talking about? Don't just started drinking legally. <laughs> right. <laughs> My bad. I'm thinking Kentucky, all the national championships they've been in, or Final Fours they've been in. But yeah. Only one of them. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the last national title team Kentucky had was. Say it one more time. Say, say it one more time. Anthony Davis. That's what I'm talking about. He killed. He won every award. Yeah, I'm about to say he pretty much killed that team. Damn, they had Devin Book as a six man. That's crazy, yo. I'm all right. So we expect the. Was you one player to me? I think his team and his market. You don't really watch them because they don't get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, yeah, right at the bottom of the league, right? But Booker, he's a superstar. Yeah, I, I hate how. Um, what's that? ESPN. ESPN is big on it. I hate how ESPN tries to force the um, the viewers to notice Devin Booker. Devin Booker, oh yeah, remember this is a guy who scored seventy points in a loss. Who give a fuck? Give that damn seventy? He lost. Yeah, but he scored seventy. 
So? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, his highlights. Yeah, he's that guy. He's known as that guy. Like, he have a good game. Yeah, he goes up. Remember, he had that 70-pointer in the luck. He lost. Remember them 70 points? Should have had 100. Niggas had a champagne. Hey, yo. Yo, remember your loss, right? It was just, that's, it's weird. But I agree, he he's a flat-out monster. But, um, when I named my top five list, right, and you mentioned how at the beginning of the year, your top five players entering the league, I mean, entering the season was LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant. That's a trend there. Why is it, how can I put it? Are, as fans of basketball, and we're living in this moment how basketball is played now, is it fair to say Steph Curry is the most, is the greatest player that has been taken for granted? Like, cause I feel like he should be number one on everybody's breath. Like he's the best player right now. Like even in the playoffs, it's like you hear whoever has a platform or national platform. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard is looking like the best player in the playoffs. The little light skin boy is is doing what he he's doing the weird thing again. Like, like what's the Incredibles? Something amazing to happen. Like he doing that stuff. Like what's up? Like what is it? I don't get it. I think it's a, a little bit of hate. I don't mm. think it's hate. It's it's it's, 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 it's three different. Hate. It's a little bit like a a mild disgust. It's three different things that Steph Curry does that people don't like. One, people like cheering for the underdog. Steph Curry has been the underdog. Not really the underdog because you. you and, well, I'm sorry. After, after his first right title, now, when people when he's winning, yeah, they were saying, "Oh, Steph Curry." Only reason they won is because everybody was hurt. And then they had a 3-1 meltdown. Oh, see, that's that's what happens. But mm-hmm. they don't really cheer for Steph Curry. They kind of want Steph Curry to fail, really because of his, his come-up. Okay. Like, and then he's that, an NBA. That's weird. He's the son of a millionaire. And then the NBA, like yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, but, but the even. MVP was the icing on cake. That's just his snap. All right. Unanimous MVP. Yeah, like you, that was the first time ever, right? It was. Yeah, that's the only person. Yeah, that not not even Mike did that. Damn, let Shaq that missed about one vote. Let that say one person that did that did vote for Shaq in like two thousand one. Probably one of them referees. <laughs> <laughs> but not like, yo, what you you just said something about stuff? I lost my thought that fast. Um, Son of a millionaire. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Even in that situation, he's an underdog. Because, yeah, he's the son of a millionaire, but he wasn't even a, a three-star recruit coming into college. Sure. It's not like Austin Rivers, who was a five-star recruit, and he goes to Duke. He was the son of a millionaire who's a championship coach. Like, he's the son, Steph was the son of one of the greatest three-point shooters ever, and he was like a two-star rated high school player that got a scholarship to Davidson. He was 60. Austin Rivers is what, 6'5"? Yes. He ain't 6'5". Who are you talking about? Um, Steph. Steph, right. Right. He's not 6'5". He's, he's, he's a legit 6'3". He's legit 6'3", but it's like, all right. I don't even think he was that like in high school, though. He's no, like, he wasn't. He was tiny. Like, yeah. yeah, but it's like he so, got it. His come up is like... He's you, a guy that needs to get, be able to get his shot off. 
and he's not the most athletic person. Right. Like, to me, the reason I started liking Steph, one, because he's a Christian and he puts that on display. Mm-hmm. Two, he's a family man, he puts that on display. Mm-hmm. But everything that you said negative about his game, he's not athletic. Um, he takes bad shots. Good. Um, he's slow. Good. Like, he makes... It worked for his game. Good. Like, every single thing you say negative about him. Good. Like, yeah, you're not supposed to take threes with seven-footers on you. Good. But, nigga, you can do it. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Like, his whole mindset was good. Okay, good. And then it's like, uh, I'm the best in the world. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I, I would probably say that the fact that when Kevin Durant came, he deferred, like, he was, he could have had a big ego. Like, yo, I'm the... I'm the only unanimous MVP. I'm the reigning MVP. Right. He could have had a huge ego, but he's like, nah. It's, about the it's, about it's the team. It's the team. You know. Right. And now, it could have been the fact that you went 173 games. Ain't nobody going to remember it because you ain't winning the championship. <laughs> that could be part of it, too. Huh? I think he had a commercial about that 73 wins, you no know, rings. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> they, you know, that could help, help out, too. But just the fact that he, you know. Took that back seat. And then, like, he his game wasn't really hindered. Like, he still was putting up sick numbers with KD and without. Get to the lane at ease. Right. Sidestep, cross, floater. He has a lot to his game that, you know, yeah. it's hard to guard. And it's weird because, like, even even myself, when they asked me, like, like, who's the best point guards in the league? You know, you go, you point to Steph. The first thing is, all right, you got to say Steph because of the rings. But then you think of, like, just overall skill and ability, you'll pick somebody like, you know, you'll pick a Westbrook because of his size, how hard he plays. He triple-double, whatever, whatever. Or you'll pick, like, you know, Kyrie might be more skilled than Steph. Dame, you know what I mean? Right. But, yeah. Start, yeah, but then you look at it like, he might not could do all of that. But he shoot that ball incredibly well, and he scares the life out of coaches. He scares them. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's unheard of. Like, we really are watching. I think I'm going to be a prisoner at the moment, but he might, like, it, to me, it's fair. Like, if his, if his career keep going this way, it's fair to say he's the second greatest point guard. And it's see, fair. And you like see what they do at practice and like like game awareness, how they how they thrive in certain moments. You see how Houston try to double team him in certain mm-hmm. crucial moments, and they laughed at it. And was like, okay, that's what we want to do. Panic, yeah, get hot, fuck. Right. And you see other teams, they panic. They don't know what to do. Game getting double teamed. He don't know what to do. Right. You see Giannis, they'll get double teamed. He can't do too much. Mm-hmm. But you see with the Warriors, and you see with Steph, his game don't. Right. And you know what I point with? Who I point to that? Um, Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people do it already, but we should look at Steve Kerr as in that top tier of NBA coaches in the league. He's a Hall of he should be up there with Doc and Pop and Rick Carlisle. He should be. He should be in, in that tier. Yeah, because like if you really think about it, Steve Kerr. And Steph Curry and Clay and all of them, they bamboozled the league. <laughs> like, they come in. They the first title run. Mm-hmm. 
You can't shoot threes with this team. Well, a three-point shooting team would never win. Right. And and what did he do? They won, right? Look at this series and how they're beating everybody this whole year. Mm-hmm. Look how they beat Houston. Look how they're killing Portland now. They don't shoot as much threes. They, the ball, they, the ball always move. Even in the three point situation, the ball moved, but they shot the three. Now the ball is moving, and we're pump fake. We're going to take the best available shot on every possession. If it's a three, we taking it. If it's a dunk, we taking it. If it's a mid range, we taking it. If it's a floater, we taking it. While the other team, in their mind, I hit this three. What the? F- you see what I mean? The whole league is just confused. Like, damn, we had these three. Because, you know, at any moment, you know, Steffi's going to hit one and he's going to be like, oh, my gosh. You just can't go on like 13 old. Right. Like three minutes, though. It, <laughs> like, yo, three. it was a minute. <laughs> it was a minute, matter of fact, because Portland was up like 15 to start the third quarter. And, like, after a minute, it was tied. I was like, get the hell out of here. And it's funny because <laughs> like, he was like, we've been here before. He was like, you know, 15 points is two minutes to us. Really? So I was like. Yo, it really is. So we don't never be scared of those moments. Right, and, and it's not like they hit like five threes. It's like they hit two threes, got a layup, got a dunk, got a uh, a steal, a transition bucket, and they back in it. It's like for a team, what's more challenging? If you're on the opposite end, if you're Portland or if you're any of a Western Conference or Eastern Conference team right now, what's more scary, them being up fifteen twenty or you being up fifteen twenty? What's more devastating? You gotta play. You trying to take that lead? You trying to take that lead? And them being hot, or they hot and they coming towards? I tell you what, I'd rather be the team with the lead. Yeah, I'd rather be the team with the lead. Now, what I'm going? But you're the opposite team, and you, you, what what would you rather have? I'm on the opposite team. Right. I'd rather have the lead against them. Yeah, simply because I'm not gonna be that idiot (laughs) with the twenty point lead and it come down. Shooting a three with 19 seconds left on the clock. Oh hell no! We gonna work. We gonna pump fake. We gonna get a lane. We gonna get a. Uh, we gonna get a mid range. We can sit free throw line. Forget all that. You gonna foul me? Like nah. Hell no. It's, it's, it seemed like just watching some of the playoff games when I can't watch it because some of them just come on late. Right. Whoever is up in the third quarter, depending on even the uh, the rap is winning that game. Mm-hmm. They seem like the lead was about to be taken from them. The crowd knew it, and they like they was about to just give up. Mm-hmm. They didn't, but they won. But like you said, two overtime. Yeah, Bucks tried to take that shit away from them. Yeah, they didn't happen. Portland, different story. The whole feeling in that stadium, the whole feeling, the crowd, people in the, in the stands and the uh, broadcast, they just knew. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's like you, they, I feel you're like playing to their hand. Up twenty. I'm sorry. You I good. feel like if the Warriors is up twenty, that's when they start the hot dog. You'll see stuff with the, with the crazy dances and celebrations and behind the back pass, but it's not yeah. for, mm-hmm. and it'll start to you know you start to work your way into the game. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you up fifteen twenty, that type of pressure, and when damn well they got two assassins over there, oh, Hades there, you got three. The one thing I don't like about <laughs> certain teams' attitudes when they play the Warriors, it's like they can they can knock the lead down to like seven, five, or even three. Curry hit a three. Like no, nah, nigga, you not down by twenty. You down by five. Right, just Go play. play. Just play. You still got seven minutes left in right. the fourth quarter. Watch tonight. Watch tonight, and just pay attention to how many times Portland settles for a three. Like I get it, Dame when he hit the big three against Oklahoma, and like he, hit, he shot a three to start the series from like thirty feet out. I'm like, 
Whoa. Oh, he, okay. He sent a statement. All right, cool. Then he sent him home with a deep one. All right, cool. That's nice. That's not really who you are. But he falls in love with that deep three a lot. Is that his arsenal he had? Yeah, it's in his arsenal, but that's would, not his I arsenal. It, I would put it in his arsenal in like some clutch moment, like like towards the end. Of the yeah, game. not like nigga, you come down him against the um, the Warriors. I don't know if it was last game, but it might have been the game before. Right, I get it. That's but, but, but right, but the point not, is, come down the yeah, you shouldn't settle system. for that shot. Exactly, that's the point. They settles for that. Like I seen them, I seen them walk the clock down. They they got a lead. You just sitting there walking the clock down, running, waiting for the pick and roll, but then you pick and you sidestep and shoot a three. Like nobody on this court, like can stop you from getting to the rim. Like if anything, attack Clay, get him in foul trouble, like something. Especially when you got the lead. But yeah, nobody on the, on that court is keeping up with. Yeah, I mean Clay's really good, but you know he's good defensively, he but he don't have the speed. Yeah, he had the length. Yeah, so. I, it's it's weird. Like it's just well, it's funny that the whole league is playing into their hands. Like y'all dummies really here overshooting the three and instead of taking the best available shot. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I picked Houston last series to beat them, I'm like, all right, they're gonna learn from their mistakes. They're gonna get the lead and then get their most the, the best available shot. Nah, we're gonna shoot that damn three. That's what we're gonna do. Cross, cross, step back, step back, three. What the. F- I quit. I quit. Never again. Never watching them again. That's kind of their MO. That's what Houston does. Right. Yo. Alright. You're stupid. OTAs. Ravens start the day. Um, over the weekend, they signed Pernell McPhee and Shane Ray. And Malcolm. And Malcolm who? Was it Malcolm or Michael Floyd? Michael Floyd. The drunk. Damn, John. Put that man past up like that, right? Nigga, I, gotta, I just go back to the video and just, you know, that's it. And Michael Floyd. I'm confused at wide receiver. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Only one, I think, well, not only one. I see three making the team off the rip. That's Snead and the two rookies you picked mm-hmm. off the rip. You signed Seth Roberts. One-year deal. You signed Low Money. Michael low, Floyd. Low Money, one-year deal. You signed, they had another wide receiver, too. Mm-mm. They the only two that they signed. Other one was you, you. You think about free agent guys that was undrafted, like Joe Horn Jr. Undrafted free agent. No, because I know he got he got a long way to. Yeah, okay. I mean, not really a long way to make the team. Where he, he's yeah. not on one of those guys that count to make the team. Okay, but Michael Floyd and um, Seth Roberts is only two wide receivers, like veteran wide receivers that, that they signed. Yeah, what's your th- what you think, John? What's your thoughts on the moves? I like the pass rusher moves. It's putting a, a light towards the uh, existing players. Like y'all better step up, or y'all gonna be on the bench, or y'all gonna be gone. And I, I'm 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 interested to see what Sean Ray do. 
Mm. I was I was a uh, real critical of never drafting him that year, and I was real critical of him his play during his whole tenure in Denver. Right. Because I was saying he couldn't he couldn't set the edge. He was a one trick pony. He was only he only could use pass rush. Right. That's why Demarcus Wade took a spot and never he could never really get on the field mm-hmm. and try to take it back. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what he adds to his game and see what he can do and see right. hopefully he can get on the field and change that mindset that I, I had for him. I can't remember because I know that that year, you know, that was the strong. That was that draft. Yeah. But I can't remember if if Shane Ray would have fell to the Ravens because like all the mocks had him, Ravens picking him if he was there. Like how would you have felt if they got him there? I can't remember like how you felt about him coming out of Missouri. I didn't like him at Denver because I knew what they wanted uh-huh. to do with him. Right. They wanted to pay him with Von Miller. Yeah. And I was like, well, he's not going to do what at least Von Miller can do. Von Miller can eventually set the edge and pass. Yeah, he's different. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Sean Ray couldn't do that. Right. I just knew that it just didn't fit in Denver and what they wanted him to do. Right. Us, I mean, what did we draft at that point? 24. 423. Whatever it was, we took Bashad. It was yeah, in the 20s. Denver was high still. They was like. Denver was the top 10 pick, right? Nah. They was like three or four picks in front of us. Probably. No, they weren't top 10. Mm-mm. They was in like the, the t- late teens. What year was that? 15. 2015. Who the fuck was drafting? Bashad Perryman. Remember, strong. He was there. Da, da, da. You know, remember I, told you, I, was, I left the curfew that day. If we had Shane Ray, <laughs> that's a good pick right there. We'll draft the nigga with eight grades. what you saying about you was confused at wide receiver? Yeah, I just thought that we kind of don't. We're bringing in wide receivers, and again, there's a bunch of them that got to make the cuts, but it's a bunch of them that's already here that we haven't gave a shot to yet. Uh huh. Like you, I, like I said, I see the three. Making the team guaranteed nuts, Sneed, and then the two rookies guaranteed they they're on the rosters as Ravens receivers. Right. But you still got Chris Moore who got to make the team. You still got uh, or not make the team, but try to make the team. You still have the two wide receivers from last year that you tried to um, that you picked, um, Jaleel Scott and Lashley. Uh huh. You still have Quincy Adeboyo who you never really undrafted. In, yeah, in the and he was always hurt. And then you got so many other. You got the undrafted guys and Jalen Smith and yeah. Joe Horn Jr. It's like you're still signing guys for a limited amount of space, and that's not the number one spot that you need, though. What you mean? What's the number one spot? Pass- the number one spot on offense is in line. Well, they got a ton of linemen. That's yeah. They got a ton of linemen. You got a ton of receivers too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's, I think it's enough. It's an equal battle, but at the same time, with, with line, you got linemen just fighting for two positions. Whereas the wide receivers, technically, all the positions are open. Like you, of course, you you know Hollywood is is your deep threat. His spot is really locked up, but other than that, all of them is open. I enjoy the fact that the fans can't pinpoint what the hell the Ravens are doing. 
I, I love that fact because it's like, all right, what? All right, we signed Michael Floyd. Why? Seth Roberts. Okay, whatever. Like Seth Roberts. Like we signed him first. It was like, okay, now we get Seth Roberts. Like, all right, vet, veteran guy, strong hands, work the same. Yeah, it was like that. Used him in Oakland, but he was like the red zone. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, all right, he outside the red zone. It's like, all right, he reminds you of Chris Moore. And you got Chris Moore, or really in Willie Snead mode, right? So that was like confusing. And then you bring in Michael Floyd. It's like what? You draft Hollywood? What? You bring in Boykins? Okay. I get that one. You know what I mean? But you can't pinpoint exactly what they're looking for. The one thing, um, and then it, and the undrafted-wise, they, they add like two or three wide receivers. The one thing that was telling, what it, that you can say is, Eric DeCasa said, you know, in the past, he felt as though we ain't taking enough swings at wide receiver. This offseason, it's a lot of swings. A lot of, a lot of competition. And to be honest, all those spots open. And then competition should bring out the best in a player. So they should cut themselves. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Like, And, and then the fact that it's one-year deals. Like outside of Hollywood Brown and Miles Boykin, the rest of the wide receiver calls on one-year deal. So think about it. Like if none of it pan out, hey, hey, C.D. Lamb, next year. You know what I mean? Like you're back to square one. So it, it and then it's it, and then it's at a position where it shouldn't control most of your cap because how many big high profile wide receivers lead to Super Bowl titles? Exactly. So I I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. Real quick. The yeah. Steelers uh, drafted twenty second budget free. Denver Broncos right after that with Shane Ray, right. 23rd. And then 25th with Shaq Thompson for the Panthers. And then we picked for Sean Thompson. Right, right. Oh, and another uh, breaking news. Tampa Bay will cut Gerald McCoy. And he will go to New England. It's the most likely thing. I, I love it. Gerald McCoy. Hmm. At this point, he didn't have his big contract. He had played nine years. He gonna want to go somewhere where he can win. Yeah, possibly. Well, Kansas City was like, "Hey, nigga, come on." Yeah, it ain't too. But well, it's cold there. Yeah, it's <laughs> cold there. But hey, you know it's gonna it's gonna be interesting defensively. How you feel about the pass rush with the Ravens? No, I ain't. No, that's too much. You got a good point. Um, pass rush, I like. No. Excuse me. No, just just thinking. <laughs> 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 just thinking of how that timing was cool. Their, uh, their pass rush lineup, so to speak. Judon has to be your number one pass rusher. He okay. has to rush three downs. But then look how yeah. look how many was on the other side though. Right. What I'm think what I'm thinking and what they're going to do is two different things. What are you thinking? What I'm thinking is Judon has to be your number one pass rusher. Okay. What I think they're going to do 
is they're going to drop him back and he's not going to rush the pass as much. Because you have so many people that's running that strictly pass rushes that's not drop back guys. That I hate. See, but see, you want to use Judon strictly as like that he's one trick guy. He, but he want him to be that one trick guy. Not necessarily, but no. if that's your best pass rusher, he has to rush the pass. I rusher. get it, but it but, but it would because I think which, which, secondary which, is the strength of our team, right? Which you the best thing about our team is our secondary. Which you want? So you have to have you on rush the pass in order for that secondary to work. I get not necessarily because you just said. Your the secondary, secondary is the strength. strength. Right. The secondary will trickle down and give, and give them more time. That's it. But this is the thing. But they can't be dancing for six seconds because whoever is going to find a rough, uh, an open receiver. It's, I get that. But you see the Legion of Boom, they didn't have the best defensive line. No. They just got people that got They had a like, good pass rusher, though. How many? They had one they guy. Had Bennett and they had uh, Averill. How many? Bennett and Averill. They had Bennett. And Averill. Cliff was pretty good. Cliff was a good pass. Cliff was good. Cliff was good. Right. Cliff was good. No, I'm just saying he was a good pass. But but even but even then they're better because of the secondary. No, but but even then in their technique in that four three scheme, they still needed some time to get to the quarterback, and it that was that it was able to do that because of the secondary. But what you want from Judon is his biggest strength to be on display. What they want from Judon is to put more money in his pockets. Because the more you can do on the field, the more valuable. <laughs> no, but still, I don't want to do no, that. but still, they, the Ravens might not play it, but that's 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 a doing a great service for the player. Because it's like we're maximized, we're getting the greatest thing out of you. Like, of course, you're you're a great pass rusher, but if you can put in your resume, I'm a great pass rusher. But look, I can drop in coverage and do this, I can do that. That's that's a that's a plus for you, and and you know, in securing your future, right? And then and at the same time, it make it it keeps you on the field. It keeps you on the field at all times. So I- every year, compliance regulations change thousands of times, and every year, ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates, so businesses can focus on everything else, like running their business, grow stronger with ADP, HR, talent, time, and payroll.